You're listening to the Business with Universal Love Show, real experiences of the spiritual realm united with the world of business. Hosted by Michael Seif. Whether you are in the business of providing products and services for customers, in the business of serving the people, or in the business of protecting people, this podcast show is for you. We explore how executives bring spirituality to their people and uncover both the tangible and the intangible benefits of creating a soul-filled workplace where people love coming to work. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, today I'm talking with a guy who unexpectedly became mayor of a dysfunctional town and over his subsequent four terms helped turn the town of Buena Vista, Colorado into a vibrant, thriving community for business, living, and fun. Buena Vista, often referred to as BV, was in 2019 voted Best Mountain Town of the Rockies, based in no small part on the leadership of the guy I'm about to interview. He and his wife have had a number of businesses over the years. Their current business is a coffee roasting operation where they bring in high-quality coffee beans from around the world and roast them at high altitude to bring out exceptional taste and aromas. Check out their products at bvroastery.com. That's BV, as in Buena Vista, roastery.com. Now, on to the show with Joel Benson. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Today, I've got Joel Benson here with me. Joel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Sure. So, Joel, you've you've uh, had your own business, and you've been in the town of Buena Vista, for Colorado, for a bit. You've also been mayor of the town. I've known you for a while, and, and I've known you've been mayor, but I haven't known a whole lot about what you did as mayor. And so for today's episode, I wanted to talk with you about how you brought some leadership qualities to being a mayor and running your own business. So if you could, for our listeners, why don't you share a little bit about business and how that led to becoming a mayor? They kind of happened simultaneously, and it wasn't uh, in, you know intentional at all. If you were to make a timeline, which is can't really do, but 2006, first became a trustee. The town at the time was kind of known as Recall Vista around the state because of so much turnover in the, in the town and the distress of the government. There was a, sort of this kind of mafioso going on here in town. It was very, very hard to get things done. Some issues with with justice and kind of a lack of representation of the citizenry in general. There were certainly individuals that were really trying hard and doing all that could have been done at the time, given the circumstances. So I said, I'm going to be a trustee. They actually canceled the election because there weren't enough people running. And so I was appointed as a as a trustee or elected or whatever. And, and about a year on the board, or maybe a year and a half, my wife and I knew kind of, we could feel that there were some issues with the economy in general. And, and we were consultants at the time and holistic management, strategic planning and marketing and public relations. And we said, man, this is not, not a sustainable thing. And we had a daughter who was three or four at the time. And we said, we need something pass on to her at some point. And so we said, well, we made a list of 
what kind of a business we would like to be in a product base instead of kind of this conceptual mind base as a consultant. And we made a list of things not dependent on local economy, had a tie with agriculture, which was my background, and had some room for marketing. And, and we said, what exists in town? We're like, well, there's this little roastery, coffee roastery. So we said, hey, uh, Bill, the owner, would you sell us the roastery? We didn't know a thing about it. <laughs> so we just jumped in and he's like, yeah, meet me in my office in two hours, which should have been a clue. Um, but we jumped in with both feet and we, uh, you know, we bought this roastery and through a series of careful decision making based, based on holistic management and the strategic planning involved with that, we made some very intentional decisions, grew the business 400 something percent and made kind of a little... Gosh, we built on Main Street, the first building since 1979 there. And part of that started helping to, with some other folk, help to change town a little bit and create a hub in town. Meanwhile, my time on the board of trustees was very contentious. I think the three years, the first three years, four years I was on, we had three different administrators and different attorneys and maybe 14 different trustees just people getting on the board and quitting and appointing new people, getting recalled, moving on, moving to other communities, that kind of thing. We had a development that was trying to annex in that was extraordinarily controversial, involved some lawsuits afterward and some just lots of mayhem. After four years, this was all going on. After four years, I was like, I'm done being a trustee. You know, I'm going to be my business. I got a daughter and we want to just relax and see what coffee roasting is all about. So I didn't run for re-election. And the mayor at the time ran unopposed. She was uh, incumbent. She ran unopposed and was elected. And there were some steps of progress in town. And then after a couple of weeks, she quit being mayor and uh, sued us all. The trustees were faced, well, what, what do we do as a trustee, you know, for a mayor? Because we didn't have a mayor. And so I, there was all this progress in town. I didn't want someone to kind of redirect things because we were making progress. We, had, we were getting some, some steadiness in the staff, some policies. We were getting some direction and a vision for town and these sorts of things. And so I said, well, I better write a letter saying, I'm interested in being mayor if you want me to be. So I did that and I turned it in just so they wouldn't appoint somebody else, right? Or unless there was an election or something. So another guy did the same thing. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy would be a great mayor, you know? So I I uh, was sitting at dinner time uh, with my family. We had BV television station on. There was a trustee meeting and they were going to talk about what to do about appointing a mayor. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the meeting show up and get to the podium when they're going to talk about it and say, this guy would be a great mayor. You yeah. know, I'll withdraw my letter. Yeah. And uh, Great plan. Yeah, it's perfect. So I went to the meeting. I took my shirt in and everything and got there and there's a ton of people. It was a long meeting. I don't even know what was on. I mean, the whole place was full for whatever we were talking about. And we get into maybe three or four things in the agenda and it was... Um, time to, they were going to talk about appointing the mayor. And so, you know, I told Lauren Grace, I'll be back in an hour. Cool. It gets up to the time and they're going to talk. And I had a, my whole little speech, concession speech, all planned out. This guy do it. So they get to that agenda item and they start talking to trustees. Well, 
should we have an election? Should we just get more letters of et cetera, et cetera? And then one of the trustees was like, well, Joel submitted a letter. I moved Joel's mayor. Second, done. And they're like, here, here you go. <laughs> so I had to go get the gavel and go and take my spot as as mayor. I didn't get an opportunity to say this other So all of a sudden I was mayor. And Lauren Grace turned on the TV because I hadn't been home in a couple few hours. And there I was sitting in the mayor chair. So, <laughs> so that's how I got to be mayor. What happened to the other guy? And, oh, he was staying on board trustees. I mean, he's fantastic. County commissioner now, fantastic. So, so when they you know, nominated you, did they discredit his and just kind of run with well, you? Well, it was kind of like, he's already on the board. Let's keep him on the board. And I had just been off and we'd worked together, you know, wonderfully before. And so anyway, eight years later, I mean, I was still mayor. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it went through, you know, I had to get elected and that kind of thing, reelected and stuff. But. Right. Still kept roasting coffee through the whole time. And the two kind of, there was an interplay. Running a business, running a town, similar. Um, or I guess running a business and facilitating decisions about the town. Sure, sure. It's, they right. were hand in yeah. hand. I think a lot of people assume that, hey, if you're a mayor of town, you're running the town. And the reality is, like you said, there's a board or there's other yeah. council or whomever that helps shape a lot of what the policies are and influence how things are executed. Yeah, obviously you kind of like didn't expect to be there and then you stayed on. Mm-hmm. So some degree there you felt uh, compelled to continue on. What were some of the motivating factors for you to continue? As a, as a trustee, you're a decision maker. Uh, you know, you read the information, bring, get the information from the public um, and the staff and you filter it a certain way. And as the mayor, you're a facilitator. You don't cast a vote unless there's a tie. And it's a soft mayor system okay. right here, you know. So, you know, you don't set policy, that kind of thing, but you just facilitate. And so it was really, my role was just asking questions, really, the trustees. And so we started down this path of let's get a, a vision statement based on the values of the citizens. And so mm-hmm. we started doing that. Cool, we got that. How do we implement that? How do how does staff take what the citizens say, what the trustees adopt as a vision, and then create a plan to implement that? And so I found working on in a fair and equitable way, using you know compassion to to hear what the citizens have to say, to help build trust again, to help kind of head down a, a path of uh, intentionality, creating mm-hmm. the, a community that we wanted. So the town was in this economically and socially in a very transitionary phase. Yeah, helping ask questions, not directing it, but helping to ask questions so that it went in the way that people wanted was useful for me and useful for the town. It wasn't at a place where it's like, eh, two years, that's fine. Four years, that's fine. Because we hadn't completed the task, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. There wasn't a sense of stability, you know, foundation for processes of town and town staff and the procedures and then that trust was being developed. Yeah. So you talked about contentious issues earlier. Mm. What were some of the contentious things, things that you had to deal with and take that compassionate approach so that people could build that trust? We found out in our code, municipal code, that there was nothing in the code that regulated sexually oriented businesses. 
And you cannot ban sexually oriented businesses because of the First Amendment rights. But you can regulate the secondary effects. But there was nothing on the books about it. And so someone had inquired about putting in an adult bookstore one block off of Main Street, two blocks away from the elementary school. And there was no regulation about that. And so we said, wait, time out. We need to control the secondary effects of these sorts of things. And so we put a moratorium of sexually oriented businesses in town for six months until we could figure out what to do. Moratorium, can't put one on. The time was come where we had to put something on the books. And so we created a code that regulated it. And, you know, so many, there's one place in town you can put one, which is in the middle of the gravel pit, I think, right now. But... <laughs> took time for the uh, for that to get developed so that was it was time to talk about that and marijuana had been legalized in the state and we went through a process about right, allowing medicinal marijuana in town after a year of it being in place in the books people could apply to get a permit to sell it in town it was already legal it was just a permit so it just happened that maybe the first or second meeting after I was appointed as mayor both of those items were on the same agenda. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the question was, will we allow medicinal marijuana? But that was already asked like a year plus ago through public processing. And it was said, yes. So they thought, oh, we're allowing just marijuana everywhere. And we're allowing sexual-oriented businesses everywhere. So that's what the perception was. Both of those were very contentious things. I didn't know how to run a meeting effectively, when to do public comment and stuff like that. So it was like two hours of the public just being like, boom, you guys are horrible people. And then I got to the response of public comment portion. And it's like, yeah, actually, and I explained these things. And, and then people were like, oh, never mind. So that was pretty contentious. But I, I tried like every opinion is a valid opinion. We have this chapter or this story that has been going on in within the town and every individual has their own story and I get to see like chapter four or I don't know any of what's going on beforehand or what is coming afterwards and, and the interplay. Everyone has their story. And so being empathetic, for whatever they're expressing and compassionate about like, man, yeah, I hear you. Every person who spoke, even though it was some very harsh words and language, and then tried to have a appropriate discussion or response about whatever that was. And so, and tried to hear and listen, not me, but with the whole board, because the board and the staff are one unit. And it got to like the medicinal marijuana very well put together to some people disagree still, and some people would like to go further. But a lot of the people who were anti, I mean, came up later and they're like, thanks for taking this approach. And I mean, they appreciate the process, sticking to the process. Would it be fair to say that that compassion, that empathy, that listening to others was a form of love that ended up diffusing what could have been a, a much different situation? Yeah. And it's almost like that Tai Chi sort of approach where to <laughs> deflect and turn and let's address this a different way. It's like, oh, okay. There were some folk in town, especially early on, that did not appreciate me because can't have the mafioso anymore. And they'd come at me verbally and it, it would just be like, hey, thanks, you know, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And then they'd be like, wait, you, you express gratitude and compassion and I don't know what to do with this now. So one, that helps with them. 
right? Mm-hmm. But then internally, sometimes these things can seem quite personal. Mm-hmm. And so internally, how do you, how did you deal with that? Because yeah, you can outwardly say thank you for sharing that, but internally, sometimes it, those might hurt. You might get a little frustrated. So one could get frustrated. Yeah. How are you dealing with that internally? Sometimes it's like like in the heat of a moment. I know that I have to diffuse this and deal with this thing, and so it's like compartmentalize, deal with this thing, and then maybe later in the day or whatever the next day, it's like. You almost like hold on to it and you unwrap it and mm-hmm. take it apart and, and can diffuse it mentally or physically or spiritually. It's not healthy to hold on to those, the things that people say, and, mm-hmm. and it's healthy to disassociate it. Again, people are in doing their, they're in their story and they say the things according to whatever's going on with them. I don't know what that is. I can't get on them for acting that way you know at the time in the the heat of the moment it's like all right that's that's not it sounds like you're kind of deferring any judgment of them and you're open to what's their issue is how true is that yeah because they're i mean somewhere in there i mean there's some some people who they were thorns on my side for years but i got to like okay this person's gonna share and or send an email or whatever and i know that there is good intention and a desire to help the community as a whole in that. And I'm going to get rid of the waste, if you will, or the smoke and see what that stuff is. Okay, cool. I can, sure. I can focus in on that and cool. Yeah. And just let the other stuff go. Yeah. Well, c- congratulations on taking that approach. And just as an outside observer, for you to be reelected must have been some way recognition of that approach you took. So as you think about that leadership role you took, what outgrowth did you see with others and how the town shifted because of that approach? If I am assuming a certain result, that's me talking. That's my desire that I want this to happen. But I am not a magical in charge of the universe kind of thing. And so how can I say this is what should happen? And all of the input is ultimately what needs to happen, right? So me owning, getting upset at somebody, or that's just like my ego talking, which shouldn't shouldn't be a part of facilitating in a community setting. There's a certain amount of just being an example, trying to codify like processes. And so create processes, create decision-making frameworks and put those in place, create plans of like, you know, do this and this and this in terms of process, listen to, listen to folk. I think ultimately it just takes the, the desire of the individuals involved in in the town board or on staff to say, kind of look at past examples and, well, let me try and figure this out. And then converse with people, mm-hmm. you know, and some people would say, hey, here's this situation. How would you deal with this? Oh, just, and you do what you can to put things in place so that the next person can have a process. The more process you can create and leave for the next person, the better. Um, but then there's got to be a certain type of personality type or desire. You talk about desire, and in my experience in, in the corporate and government side is that you can put these processes in pace and there's some best practices, and yeah. that gets things going when you've had dysfunction up to a point, get that ship going in the right direction. But you talked a little bit about desire, and that gets more to the, the human side of it. Mm-hmm. And so that quality that you brought in the form of leadership is sort of that icing on the cake, if you will, of the cake being the the processes and the, to get 
things established here when they hadn't been that way before and then allows it to expand and people know how to do it going forward. But that desire to talk with others, to get their viewpoints, is it allows for the dialogue and the processy to be effective. And and so it sounds like you're marrying the two up pretty well. Get rid of the ego. Ego's a huge piece. Because that could easily influence, this is how I run a meeting and this Mm -hmm. is how we're doing it and there's no flexibility. We're not going to do this process. We're not going to try it. We're going to create our own. Uh, I don't like the vision idea of a vision for town. We're going to create some other thing. Or for a business, the same same way. No, this is how we roast this coffee. I'm like, oh, right. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can make some something better. Hey, staff. I mean, the, the staff are have such great ideas and thoughts on how to improve. And they're the ones carrying carrying out most of the work. You know? I mean, certain elements of the work. And it's like, no, they need to be involved with decision, basic decision making, advanced decision making. And that's what we what we do for the business too. The town that had this vision based on the citizens' desire and the core values. We did that did that with the business mm-hmm. as well. You know, the staff. What do you guys want? You're spending three quarters of your adult life at work. Exactly. How do you want your life to be at work? Well, let's create that. That's wonderful to have that kind of viewpoint on your own business and then create that. And then I've seen this with with previous interviewees by creating that culture where the employees are valued they feel valued and they're like, hey, we can do this differently. Here's a better way of doing this. Or, hey, we can change the blend and get a much better tasting, less bitter coffee. And why don't we do that? And to have that openness creates a great business model, right? And so you saw success. You talked about a 400% increase. Yeah. So one of the things that, that a lot of companies are challenged with is, is retaining top talent or getting mm-hmm. that top talent in. And in a small town like BV, that's one of the challenges you, you I'm sure, have faced. To, so what sort of things did you do additionally to, to help keep people on board and keep them from checking out? I mean, it's a tough one in a small town. Fortunately, a lot of people want to live here anyway because it's such a great place. But they can't if they don't make enough money, <laughs> right? And so we have always tried to give people above the average for the county, you know, <laughs> as far as hourly wage and work if people want to do salary we'll work on them trying to figure that out or if they need flexibility in their schedule and taking time off we've always been accommodating for that we have kind of this open open door where if what are your interests marketing you love social media you love whatever their talents and desires are it's like let's explore that for the business as a whole and give you some practical skills because mm-hmm. I know you're not going to be here forever. Right. And take those skills and go somewhere else. That's cool. You're interested in chemistry? Delve into the, the science of chemistry of coffee. So much to learn in this particular business. International stuff, whatever it is. That if you have an interest, great. If you don't, they just want to do this part of the job. Yeah. That's cool too. It's such a great environment for them to, to then not only expand, but know that, hey, I, I can go and do other things that would help the company and I want to do and it would yeah. expand my portfolio. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So as you, you know, reflect back on on your time here, either as mayor or as owning your, your businesses here in town, what's your favorite experience? Favorite experience? Oh, you know, what? one really cool thing for us, because Main Street was... Um, Probably 60% empty, boarded up. And if you saw a car on a Sunday parked on Main Street, it was like a busy day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, 
And so we did a lot of work with the town and with like economic development groups and stuff to try and help do something with Main Street. So it looked like there was something there. Very few places were open throughout the year. They closed out for three months. And so as a mayor and a town, as a board business owner, it was like, let's get some kind of vitality in town. At one point we said, we need more space. And so let's build a cafe. And everyone was saying to build on the highway where business was, you know, was traffic. They're like, no, we're going to build. You know, we went through our decision-making framework that we have and we're going to build on Main Street on this property. And uh, I remember when we were digging ground, people were like coming up, like this is five, three years into it, four years into it. Man, sorry, you guys are going to go broke. Wow. Yeah. Like, we really enjoyed you guys as, like, business people. And sorry you're going broke because you're never going to make it. So we built uh, built this little cafe. And, I mean, it was really, like, the first day we opened. It took it took five months from the, the day we broke ground to the day we opened. And we had all these artists that, like, the metalwork guy. We had him do some metalwork for it. And he's like, hey, do you mind if I put... Your logo and copper on the beams and stuff. I'm like, no, that's cool. And this other guy who was building it, hey, what if I, these posts and beams, hey, I'm going to make this rustic. Are you guys cool? Yeah, cool. You know, all these people putting these touches on. So it was this excitement for Main Street. And I remember that Halloween day we opened up. And it was just, it was great. Our barista was dressed as a dinosaur. <laughs> just giving candy out to the kids. And it's like, wow, we have a business that's contributed to this whole community that I've wanted and put my heart out as a trustee and stuff mm-hmm. and, and then mayor. And it's like very cool. So that was, a, that was a pretty good feeling. And of course that cafe has been <laughs> successful over all these years. So, and continue to grow and, and to be one of the main focal points of main street where people are coming in and, and partaking and other businesses obviously have come in since then. And it's been very successful. So, yeah, I can see why you'd want to reflect back on that. Yeah, yeah it was one of your favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the town is now bustling, absolutely right. bustling. Yeah, a lot of growth. Yeah. And, and positive growth in a, in a lot of ways, smart growth. Yeah, yeah. So great. So uh, any final words of wisdom for from a leadership kind of perspective, whether you're mayor or running your own business? I have to say, with the trustees and the board and with the staff, I mean, there's stressful times, but just tried to have like, fun cracking jokes you know let's poke fun at each other let's just have fun and we know we're going to get get the ball to where it needs to go and mm-hmm. let's just enjoy doing it yeah. so because it'll all work out yeah sounds like you're building a little camaraderie way by yeah. creating a little bit of levity yeah exactly yeah. well hey thank you for your time today and sharing with me a little bit about how you uh have done your business yeah thanks mike yeah it's, it's, a, fun. it's a real treat to have you on the show Well, thank you very much. Sure. Glad to be here. All right. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening to today's episode with Joel. Did you know you're probably two clicks away from sharing this podcast with somebody who could benefit from hearing it? Go ahead and do that and brighten their day. Also, please take the time to submit a review for the Business with Universal Love show. It greatly helps get the word out. Have a good rest of your day.